Hi, everybody. It's me, Jessica Lahore, and we're back with another Jess Talk. That's right. And this week, we are going to talk about skin issues and specifically psoriasis. But before we get into this episode, which I know you're eager to hear all of my stories, thoughts, and opinions on, make sure that you subscribe to my channel and we are streaming as a podcast. So hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, but go to Spotify, go to Apple Music, make sure that you are listening to this podcast and subscribing to Just Talks. Okay, psoriasis, skin issues, let's get into it. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention, attention. Here I am walking down the street. Seeing all the boys trying to take a peek. Shorts pulled up, a chest upright. Come on, boys, just take a bite. Look, but don't touch, spin it round and round. Okay, so let's talk about it. So I, if you didn't know anything about me, let's talk about the skin issues and psoriasis as my main thing that I'm, I'm referring to. And I am a queen, very psoriasis proud queen now, but I would say that I've had psoriasis since I was about the beginning of my sophomore, end of my freshman year of college is when it first came into my life. Um, so psoriasis for me came up in a, around the weirdest time and I didn't know what it was necessarily, okay? I was on a service trip in college. We were at a summer camp in California, science camp, and it was for underprivileged kids. And I remember going through this phase. This is like when I first remember it happening. I was in the water swimming with all of the other um uh, counselors, the camp counselors, and I had flakes of skin coming out of my hair, but I didn't know it was flakes of skin. So I would take my comb throughout this entire trip and I felt really embarrassed by it. And I would just comb my hair and the comb would be covered in skin flakes. I didn't know what to do. Thankfully I had like longer hair at the time. So like you could kind of disguise it and it was really prominent. It was so bad. You put your hand through it everywhere. I was like, maybe this is just really bad dandruff. Um, it took me a while before I realized, and I went to different doctors to, to figure out it was psoriasis. And even then they could not diagnose it whatsoever. They were like, Oh, it's dry scalp. Then they noticed these spots on my body. And, uh, they, they were like jumping around with different ideas. Oh, we think it's bed bugs. Well, that's pretty common when you're living on campus at uh, you know, in the dorms, like to get bed bugs or something like that. Well, no, it's not bed bugs. We did all the procedures, put the stuff in the plastic bags, all of that. Um, then they were like, oh, well, maybe this could be an STD. Okay, get tested. Nothing is going on. It's not an STD. Um, maybe it could be uh, ingrown hairs. Well, that's a lot of ingrown hairs all over my body. Uh, maybe it could be ringworm because at the time I loved fake baking and I would self-tan all the time. Um, and so it took a while before finally I went to a dermatologist. I was asking my brother-in-law who was in medical school at the time and they're like, you have chronic plaque psoriasis. I'm like, why is this happening now? Why is this happening now? I'm like 18 years old, 19 years old. This has never happened in my life before. It's really, really annoying. One, to have my head constantly shaved, like skin, like peeling. And it's really annoying to have all these spots, super, super self-conscious and already had body positivity issues with my weight, with the way that I appeared. I hated the way that I looked at that time. So this was just like another addition onto like feeling depressed. Well, it's stress induced, which is something I didn't really realize until later on. 
And the more stressed out that you are as a human, or the more body, the way that the more that your body feels stressed out, the more prominent it is. And so they tried to describe it to me uh, in different ways. Like here's some uh, here's some different creams that might work. Um, the creams did not work. Um, here's a different shampoo that would work. The shampoo actually did help, so I, I ended up getting rid of that. Um, and then it really got to the point where it was so bad that I had to get on Humera. And at the time I was on insurance so it was covered by insurance it was an injection in the thigh twice a month that I had to do myself um, it used to be a shot then it was kind of like an EpiPen for a while and it took me a while they're like you have to pinch the fattest part of your leg which was also really hard for me to pinch my own body because of the, the body dysmorphia eating disorder stuff so I was like trying to do this staying as still as possible so I didn't get bruised you get used to it after a while um, and then when I lost my insurance I lost access to Humira um, because it was so expensive. I couldn't afford it. It's like $1,600 a month at the time. And as a broke college student who was also in debt, who was also trying to survive, that was just not possible. So what happened was I ended up just having to deal with it when I, when I got to it. But it would go through this wave of getting really good and being okay and then being really, really bad. Um, and it, this mixture of like, depending on how stressed out I was or how stressed out my body felt, depended on how much I would break out. I'm telling you all this backstory before I get to how comfortable I am talking about it now. Um, I also hated it because people would, and they still do, but it, it just affects me different, point it out. I don't understand why people feel so comfortable Talking to other people about how they visually look, you wouldn't go up to somebody who is handicapped and, and ask them questions like that that you didn't know or touch, you know, touch a part of their body that was handicapped or something like that. You wouldn't, you know, predict or self-diagnose that person without knowing them or have a conversation. But people just feel the need to go out of their way to tell you what they think it is or how grossed out they are by it, or what they think that it is. And at that time in my life, it just really, really made life worse. Depression was worse. Dating was really difficult. People didn't want to touch you because you were scaly. People didn't want to interact with you. Uh, romantically because they thought it you were going to catch something. Um, and that's still true today in, in some ways. Um, going through this psoriasis journey has been difficult because when I was at my worst, um, my neck, my entire neck was covered. My entire thighs were covered and it was, it's painful. It is so painful. It is hard to put any clothing over top of it. And being a drag entertainer, you're layering tights and corsets, and it's just pulling, and it's cracking and bleeding and ripping, and it's just one of the most excruciatingly painful things. I remember putting an ointment on my thigh and being keeled over on the floor in tears for a solid 30 to 40 minutes because it was supposed to help heal it, but it was just burning so much. Uh, in drag, it got to the point where it was my worst over a Halloween month, and I had all of those cracks, and I tried to pair my makeup to be spooky with the cracks on my neck, and I would have people come up to me and be like, oh my god, your FX makeup is so cool on your neck. It's like really bleeding and like all that. I'm like, yeah, it's so cool. It's real. It's just like, <laughs> like you don't tell them that, but 
that's how it was. There's actually a Drag Nation video. I don't know if I actually talked about it on another one of these episodes, but I was so broken out in psoriasis that I was covered except for this part of my face and my hands. And it was so excruciatingly painful that I passed out a little bit from the pain. At the end of my Drag Nation number, you see me just kind of fall through the curtain and uh, they try to take the corset off me. They get it off of me. I'm in so much pain uh, that I passed out for a little bit. It was that bad. It got to a point where it was that bad. Um, And so trying to balance paying for the medication with different creams and ointments. And then, you know, the, one of the reasons I started tanning again is because certain lights, certain UV lights uh, from the sun or from tanning help naturally heal psoriasis. So when I was in that bad of shape, I had to go to the hospital uh, every week for a couple of months and get light treatments. Uh, and it was like sitting in a tanning booth sitting in a tanning booth, but you don't get tan from it. You just get the correct UV rays that help heal your psoriasis naturally. Uh, not well, naturally, you know, with the help of the UV rays and it, that's under extreme cases. So I had to do that. It finally became under control. And then I just got to a point, uh, where I, I just couldn't be stressed out about this anymore. I, I couldn't be bothered about this. I decided for myself that I, if I wasn't going to pay for the medication and I wasn't going to do the lighting treatments, that I had to change my mindset and just be comfortable with having a skin condition that was prominent. Um, and I've had situations in life that have been triggering up until um, two weeks ago that have constantly just, they always trigger that thing of like, why is this such a big deal that I have this skin disease. And I meet so many people in my job as a drag queen that come up to me after the show because I don't hide it. Uh, Like I'm wearing an outfit that hides it, but I'm not choosing to wear this outfit to hide my psoriasis. I'm choosing to wear this outfit and therefore it hides my psoriasis, which is a very big difference. And I've met drag entertainers that have it that try to cover it up. I meet people at my shows all the time that come up to me afterwards and they say, hey, I... You know, you can tell when somebody else is going through eczema or psoriasis and say, hey, I have that and it's really nice to see somebody so proud of it on the stage because I'll be in a bra and a panty and you can see all of my spots all over my all over the place. I call them uh, my constellations, my connect the dot spots. Um, And this goes back way, way, way back then when I was uh, almost a year and a half into the drag scene and I was walking for the first time as a model and I was not almost was not allowed to walk uh, because I told them I would not cover my spots. They asked me to put makeup on my psoriasis spots because it was not appealing to the fashion that they wanted. And I stood up for myself in that moment. I did not cover my spots up, but I have lost modeling gigs. I have wa- lost opportunities because I have not wanted to cover my spots. One of the best agreements that I ever made with this agency that I signed with was that I was going to be a psoriasis proud model, regardless of the status of how clear my skin was or how uh, uh, clustered my skin was, and they were very much for that. And so that that's a good example. I've met other people in the industry. Kylie is uh, Kylie King is another person that I met very early on in my psoriasis, psoriasis journey that also had psoriasis, um, and they we kind of bonded together in a way 
where we were leopard sisters, we always said we needed to be proud of our spots, show off our spots. And I do always keep that in the back of my head. I think that's something that I, I try to remind myself that my spots are beautiful, just like anybody else's skin issues, uh, stretch marks, uh, cellulite, things that people are self-conscious of. Like that is just part of who you are. That is part of your body. There's nothing wrong with it. Your skin issues are part of who you are, regardless of how prominent you want to show them. And then you get people that are like, oh, well, Kim Kardashian has psoriasis. Yeah, Kim Kardashian also has billions of dollars, and she's not worried about it, okay? She has people probably laser them off or Photoshop them or anything, and that's just, you know, that's not realistic for me. But I have people regularly, at least once a month, if not once a week, uh, I have people come across the gym not even bothering them. I'm on my machine, working my body, doing my thing. Tap me on the shoulder. This lady one time was like, I noticed that you have ringworm. Like, should you be working out at the gym with ringworm? And when people address that it, it to me that way, I get kind of nasty. I get kind of rude. I don't, I don't try to cover and be like, like you're mistaken i'm so sorry you have the nerve to come up to me and this happened a week ago when my sisters were here i know this is time stamped differently but uh while i'm talking to my sisters and my brother-in-law at the bar a older woman comes up to me and says i can't believe you were able to perform while you had shingles and i looked at her and i was like why would i be here if i had shingles the woman was too stunned to speak She's like, well, I don't know. I was like, it's psoriasis, thank you. And I just turned around and continued my conversation. If people are going to have the nerve to be that rude, I don't give them the grace of education anymore because I would never go up to somebody that looked different, that was missing a part of their body, handicapped or not, was going through something obvious, you know, had a birth defect, whatever it is, uh, a birthmark, whatever that is, and just start predicting it. That's so rude and disrespectful to me. I don't understand it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I've gotten ringworm. I've gotten shingles. I've gotten cigarette burns. Um, I've gotten bed bugs. I've had people come up to me. Uh, a doctor at a show pulled me outside onto the patio at the bar that I was working at and offered to write me a prescription for my uh, hepatitis, which didn't make sense for me because I had hepatitis bruises and stuff like that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, I got denied at a bathhouse in Mexico. I've never been to a bathhouse before. And we went up to go in. I was like excited to check this off the card because I never went to one. I always wanted to go to one and they would not let me in because of my spots because they could not identify what it was. And I understand both aspects, language barrier, one, two, not being able to, or making sure everyone stays safe at that bathhouse. But I'm sitting there thinking, why would I, and I guess other people might not do that. Why would I knowingly go and put other people into harm's way or put them in a situation that would risk their health? Um, it is wild to me that when I'm on live, for example, on TikTok or on Instagram, that I could be doing the most beat, perfect, colorful face, whether I'm in a tank top or not doing my makeup, and I'll turn and they see the back of my arm, or I'll do my makeup and they see this side of my arm or on my neck or on the side of my head sometimes, and that's the only thing people can talk 
or ask about is What's on your face? What's on your body? What is that? Ooh, what's that rash? What's going on? Of all the things that you could be looking at and commenting, and I just got to a point where I try to ignore it. I'm like, sometimes I am educational about it. It's all about the intent of the question and and what my mindset is and how it's approached to me and and who's coming to me because I've met a lot of other psoriasis people at shows and you can just tell you can tell when someone's addressing and be like hey do you have psoriasis because I have it too and it's really great to see the representation like it makes me feel good to see someone else proud of it and hopefully I can get to that point um, I don't let my skin stuff stop me from what I want to wear in and out of drag, um, where I go, or how people perceive it. I get a lot of looks, a lot of stares, especially when it's super inflamed. When I get sunburned, it's really crazy. So I'm white, but and before I get sunburned or tan, my spots are red, my skin is white. Then I get sunburned and my skin is red, my spots are red. But then when I get tan, I'm a little bit darker, so I'm still white, but I'm more tan, more brownish on my skin, but my spots turn white. So it's like, I can't ever avoid it. There's always something to see. And at one point, uh, like, I started calling them different names. So I have this one on my stomach that I call my smiley face because it looks like an ups like a little sideways smiley face over here. Um, and at one point I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I've never wanted to, maybe I'll get a tattoo. I'm gonna tattoo all of the spots that just remain. Wherever there's a spot, I'm gonna get a tattoo there so people can ask me why I have a bunch of tattoos instead of why I have psoriasis yeah. or why I have scales or anything like that. I mean, it's something that'll never go away. Uh, I have the choice to take creams and, and medication and stuff for it now, but almost I do it as a way to protest now. Um, every time somebody comes up to me, it's a reminder that I'm going to just show it and wear it proudly and it doesn't affect me. I don't even think about it anymore until somebody brings it to my attention. It used to be something that I could not stop thinking about. It was the thing that I obsessed over about how to cover it, how to conceal it, how to get rid of it. And then when I stopped caring, it was amazing the amount of stress that was lifted off of my mind and off of my body. And now I just have my couple spots. I have my, my patches and every now and again, I'll get a flare or a couple on the sides of my head, like, or on the back, like, uh, when I'm getting, you know, my haircut, you get to see them a little bit more, but I just don't care. It got to a point where I just stopped caring and it made life easier. It made existing easier. It made being proud of my skin easier. It made it, uh, having conversations easier, it made uh, making choices about what I wanted to wear easier. It, it just made things easier when I chose not to fucking care. I'm really uh, fortunate to have found several partners, uh, long-term partners that have also not cared. Uh, I have the conversation right up front, um, but I would say that it is still a deterrent from wanting to do any kind of hookups. Like I, every time I would love the idea of like going in and hooking up with somebody or or doing that. I, going to the bathhouse and like because just because I have never done it, not because I went with the intention of hooking up, but even even if I did. 
I would be fearful that that would become an issue as much as I would not want that to be or it would be comfortable in my head. And so I think that's really interesting because it, it proves that I'm still not 100% over it or that I'm not 100% confident, which I don't think anybody in their insecurities is. You find ways to manage your insecurities and you find ways to manage the feeling that you get from your insecurities and in situations, but you're always thrown off every now and again. It still baffles me. And on days when I'm super sensitive or super emotional, those days get to me a little bit harder. That day at the bathhouse when I'm talking, you know, sometimes anger comes out at people and I get really rude and disrespectful. And it's not the person that I am, but in my head, I'm like, what kind of nerve do you have? How dare you? How dare you? I would never come up and say, why do you have a bunch of wrinkles? Why why do you have this liver spot? Like, I, I just wouldn't do that. Like, you don't go up to somebody, like, that has a glass eye and you're like... Oh, are you blind because your eye's looking different ways? Or, like, is that a real eye? You just don't do that. Now, if somebody invites, like, comedy, like, I would use my psoriasis as a comedy tool to talk about it. But I'm taking that as a power back for me. But I would never expect somebody with an, a skin issue or a disability or anything, whatever, skin disease, diseases as a whole, to use that as their regaining of power. But I can laugh at it if I'm laughing with you. Yeah, That's kind of where it comes from. It just changes. Every situation is different. Some days are a little bit more graceful than others and more like conversational. But um, most of the time, it's such a trigger for me because I just don't understand. I think the funny thing also is that I still, to this day, can't spell psoriasis <laughs> without spell check. I still have to like search it or hope that my phone predicts it. And I always know that it's like P. Yeah, P. Yeah, P S P S A O R S I S is that psoriasis? P S A O R S I S psoriasis. I still can't spell it. I've had it for over a decade, and I still can't spell it. P S A O R S I S is what I said, and it's not correct. P S O R I A S I S like. Soraya, sis, sis, one day I'll spell it correctly. I still can't spell it to this day. Um, maybe one day I'll get to a place where I can afford it and it's something because I choose to do it. Like I'm choosing to want to do this for my skin. But a lot of the medications, like even when I was taking Humira, have worse, you know, the side effects are like, oh yeah, this might cure this, but you're gonna die if you, you if die. you could die. Yeah, they all come with side effects that just make it worse than taking the medication as a whole. So pancreatic failure was one of the ones, joint pain and joint failure was one of the ones, uh, and um, uh, like uh, higher risk for uh, sickness, like getting sick. So in the long run, I'm getting more sick and, and, but I, my skin is clear. <laughs> Woo! No. So it's in the long run, it, it works out and I'm a super proud psoriasis human. Um, I encourage anybody that is going through it to, and again, everybody has different variations and degrees of how bad and how intense it is for them. But I would do what you think is best for your mental health, for your body, and for your skin. Um, and whatever a doctor or somebody would recommend. I'm really fortunate enough to have, um, no pun intended, thick skin and very strong mental health and awareness of myself and my body that I put it out there so that people can't use it against me. And in situations where it is... Uh, 
used against me, I handle it as a case-by-case scenario. Um, But I don't think overall, if I could leave you with any message, if you are dealing with something or if you notice somebody that just looks different in general, whether that be their weight, whether that be a skin issue, whether that be a disability, whether that be uh, how they present, just keep it to your fucking self. It really is none of your business. It really doesn't concern you. And ultimately, it does nothing for you. It does nothing for you to know whether I have ringworm or psoriasis or burn marks or uh, if I have bed bugs or shingles or uh, hepatitis or whatever you think that I have going on. This is none of your business. All you need to do is, as an observer, notice that it's there and continue to move on. And know that I, as many as well as many other people, are not more than likely going to put people into situations where it risks their health in any way. I would not perform or interact with people if I had something that was contagious or that was going to negatively harm other people. I wouldn't do that. It's just that simple. Uh, And for those of you that are bold enough to go out of your way and say something, I would really, really rethink the impact uh, versus what you think your intent is. Well, I'm just curious. Maybe you just don't need to be curious. Maybe it's okay to not know the answer to something, especially when you're not that close with with a person. It's just not how it works. Woo! Felt good. It felt like that was like me talking at motherfuckers during this session. Well, that was today's Jess Talk, everybody. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hopefully you took away from this. Let me know down below something that you're proud of that may be also an insecurity, and maybe you'll find some power in that. And also comment down below other topics that you'd like to see for your Jess Talks. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye! Hi, little whores, it's me, Jessica Lahore. And did you know that I'm on Cameo? That's right, Cameo is a platform where you can get personalized messages from me, the biggest whore in all of Colorado. Whether it be a birthday sing-along, a bar mitzvah, a congratulations on your new job, a congratulations you didn't get pregnant, I'm your whore for the message. So follow the link below, click it, and book your next cameo to surprise your best friend, your grandma, your family member, or any other little Lahore fan out there. Come on, book them now.